Welcome to today's audio podcast from the Church at Bushland. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of the Church at Bushland and would like to enjoy more resources and weekly updates, we hope you will visit our website at thechurchatbushland.com or download our app for both iOS and Android devices by searching for The Church at Bushland. We'd love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment to let us know by emailing us at media at thechurchatbushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so by visiting thechurchatbushland.com slash give. I want to say uh, good morning to our online church. It is, uh, just, uh, I'm just delighted that you joined us. Thank you so much for being a part of our worship center, worship service, and uh, we love you. You're like family. You are. You're part of us, and we thank you for being, being here with us. So if you're like me, um, you missed a little sleep? Whew. I mean, I love fireworks, but Lord help. I heard them at two. I heard them at three. Man, I'm like, where? these kids have parents. <laughs> but I'm like, it's probably the parents, Amen. <laughs> Kids are asleep. Parents are playing. Blow it up, man. Blow it up. So, uh, well, man, it's good to see you guys. Um, Love you. Appreciate you. So, the title of the message this morning, um, I titled it, Who's Pushing Your Swing? Who's Pushing Your Swing? So, let me ask you a question. You like swinging when you grew up? I love swinging. Look, I'm almost 55. I could still get on a swing set, all right? When no one's around, I run out to the playground, get on the swing, Got to be careful, though, because if I fall out and break something at my age and I tell them I'm on the playground, they're going to want to know, preacher, what the heck are you doing on the playground? You're 55. I was swinging. I jumped. All right? Just don't work like that. So, so I love swinging. Swinging's fun. So, I, you know, when you're a kid swinging, you, you let your dad swing you. Man, dad could do anything. You let mom swing you. Mom could do anything. Granddad do it, do anything. I was comfortable with those guys. Why? I knew them. I knew them. But it's deeper than that. I didn't just know them. I trusted them. But then you got that one in the family. Everybody's got one. Hmm. We got one. Uncle Paul. You saw your kid, you grow up, and you hear the word Crazy. You don't really have a benchmark to crazy until you see crazy. Well, Uncle Paul, he crazy. And we all knew it, all right? So here's the deal. Me, my brother, my cousins, my grandparents had a swing set, had four swings in it. We dominated. My sister never got on. We love her, but she never got on because she couldn't beat us. And if she was in it, we just threw her out. No, it's just kidding. But we were on it. Now, here's the deal. You swinging? And Uncle Paul comes out, you got to pull the ripcord no matter where you're at. I mean, if you're at the top of the swing and Paul walks out, you got to go, got to rip, just jump. Because crazy Paul starts swinging you, woo! It's, mm-mm, I want no part of crazy Paul swinging me. Why? I know his name, but I don't know him. That needs to land somewhere. And because I only know his name, but I don't know him, I don't 
trust him. See, I'm okay with my dad doing it. I'm okay with my mom doing it. I'm okay with my granddad doing it. But when crazy Uncle Paul comes outside, mm-mm, I don't care if I'm a thousand feet. I'm pulling ripcord and I'm going for it. Blowing out an ACL, worth it. Not having to let crazy Paul swing you. So I want to show you something in Scripture. I think it's a beautiful picture of us today as the little church, big church, and as a nation. I want you to go to the text, Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4, verses 35 to 41. I'm going to read it, and then I'm just going to kind of walk us through it. It's got a lot of stuff in it, man. Verse 35 says this, Mark 4. That day when evening came, he said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took, a, they took him along just as it was in the boat. There was also other boats with them. A furious squall came up and the waves broke over the boat. So it was nearly swamped. Verse 38, Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him up and said to him, teacher, don't you care that we drowned? He got up, he rebuked the wind, and he said to the waves, quiet, be still. And the wind died down and was completely calm. Verse 40, and he said to his disciples, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified, and they asked each other, who is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. You want to know why Jesus was sleeping on a cushion? He knew the maker of the storm, didn't he? He knew him. He knew God the Father had that. He slept like a baby. I used to say he was counting sheep. <laughs> he's a shepherd. Okay, y'all get that later. All right. But he's asleep. Disciples are freaking out. They wake him up. Jesus is calm as a cucumber. He's calm. You see, that boat was being tossed. But the maker of the storm, Jesus knew. When my swing was swung by my dad, I knew him. When crazy Paul came, I pulled ripcord. I want you to look at this text. Let's break it down. Look at verse 38. Verse 38. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. Disciples woke him up and said to him, teacher, don't you care if we drowned? Now, I have the gift of sarcasm. It's not a good gift. My wife says it's not attractive, all right? Not even looking, all right? But, 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 but I just want to go, yeah, that's me. I, I don't care that you drown. My name's Jesus. You're my disciple. I don't care if you drown. That's, that, I mean, that was so set up for him to use sarcasm. Jesus didn't use sarcasm, though. Don't you care that we drown? Let me ask you something. You ever said something like that? God, here I am. I stepped out in faith. 
Where are you at? I, I worship you. I trust you. And then we get this news. We raise our kids. We do the best we can. We chase them to the word. We tell them about Jesus. They're born again, but they go off and they get messed up. God, where are you? Why you leave me? Where'd you go? Don't you see us out here? Don't you see my family? Don't you see us as a couple? Where are you at? When are you going to come through for me? I see you come through for other people. When are you going to come through for me? Do you hear my cries at night? Do you see my tears? I need a miracle, God. I need you. Where are you? You're the miracle, God. I know you're always working, but where are you at? God, if no one's told you lately, you're late. You're late. You should be in here by now. See, we think that's a crazy question. Don't you care if we drowned? We like, I know Jesus. They know Jesus cares about, they, they know Jesus is not going to let them drown. Well, don't you know that Jesus is going to come through for you? Why do you speak that? He will never leave you nor forsake you. Don't ask where is he, because he's always working. Even when I don't see him working, he is working. When we take the poison, we drink the Kool-Aid, and we spit this narrative out, it disqualifies what God's doing, man. It invites the enemy to come and just bring us to darkness. There's people in here that have asked a crazy question just like they ask. Where are you? Where you at, God? Where are you at? You know what verse 38 really is, though? It's what we really don't like in school, a test. Don't like tests, do we? I don't like tests that I knew were coming, and I really don't like pop tests. Pop tests aren't fair. They're not of God. Just not. Anybody think pop tests are of God? They're not. They're not. I don't like that. I don't like coming in and sitting at my desk and they say, take out a piece of paper. We're going to have a pop test. I'm like, that's just wrong, wrong, wrong. Why? Because you ain't touched a book in weeks and you're about to find out that you hadn't. You're about to be called on the carpet. All 38 is, is a test. C's battering, waves battering, boats battering, getting tossed to and fro. This isn't an April shower. It's a squall, water coming in the boat. It's a test. James 1 gives us a test. Count it all joy, brothers and sisters, when you face trials of many kind, because you know the testing of your faith. You know what happens if you... Uh, you know what happens when you get a test? You see, without a test, you only got the moanies. Moanies. But with a test, you have an opportunity for a testimony. You see, no one's attracted to the moanies. Nobody. Nobody gets saved. Listen to somebody talk about the moanies. But let me tell you something. Lives have been changed listening to somebody's testimony. Because moanies is about you and a testimony is about the king. It's about how he took you. 
He took you out of the mud and the mire. He took you out of the slippery pit. He put you on a hill. He put a new song in you. And you sing that song. And many will hear, many will see, many will put their trust in you. That's a testimony. A testimony, a change of life. A moaning won't do nothing. Teacher, don't you care if we drowned? Oh, he cared. He always cares. You see, right now, America getting tossed. It's like a boat on a rocky sea, boy, getting tossed, battered, man. Battered. Battered. But we're being tested. I'll get to that in a little bit. Verse 39, I love this. He got up, he rebuked the wind, and he said to the waves, quiet, be still. How many of you in here, you're just not settled, you're unrest, you're anxious, nervous, unsure about tomorrow because tomorrow changes all the time. Don't know about next week because everything in the next couple of days changes next week. Vision for a month has been reduced to three days. A lot of unknown out there, a lot of unsure out there. How many of you need Jesus just to say, quiet, be still. You know the maker of the storm. I got you. I got you. Find rest in him. Let him speak over you right now where you're at. You may be given off that everything's cool, but inside it's not cool for you. Let him speak into you and say, quiet. Let him speak into you and say, be still. And your ways will die down. Your anxiousness will die down. Your spirit will die down. He's got you. Look at verse 40. He said to the disciples, why are you so afraid? <laughs> why are you so afraid? If you scare, say you scared. That's what we used to say in school. There are believers that are afraid right now. But there is no reason for a believer to be afraid because Jesus said, I did not give you the spirit of fear. Did not. You take peace from me because in me, because you've been saved and born again, the Holy Spirit lives in you. The Holy Spirit is peace. Let peace rise up in you, chase out all the fear. There is absolutely no way a believer walking through America today should look like the world walking through it. No way. If you look like the world as a believer, you're in trouble because two things must be happening here. Number one, you must, there must be a definition of whether you are born again because you can just say you're born again because when the rubber hits the road, you better leave a skid mark. And you're going to get tested and you're going to get pushed. You're going to get pressured, okay? Because fear is driving the bus right now, man. And a believer in this world will have peace, peace, 
peace come up through that well that never runs dry. You got to walk in peace. If you're not walking in peace right now, you got to check and see if that ace that you said was your ace card might be a joker instead. Listen, there ain't no time to have a t-shirt for Jesus. Ain't no time to have a bumper sticker for Jesus. Ain't no time to say honk if you love Jesus day. Them days are over. Today is like this. There used to be a line in the sand. Mm-mm, not anymore. You can just move that sand, cover that line up anytime you want to. Step back a little bit and redraw a line. But today, my friends, there's a concrete wall. And they say, if you know Jesus and you love Jesus, step over. No going back. No going, I'm gonna erase the concrete. You ain't erase no concrete. Listen to me. Moving forward, you better man up or you're in trouble. This ain't some wheat cheese stuff now. This ain't, you can't get by on playing a mama's card. You know, when you're in high school, you, your buddies say, hey, you want to come with us? I can't. My mom called. Your mom ain't called you in a week. You chicken. You don't want to go. You can't play mom card now. Either you're for me or you're against me. You're either a gatherer or you're a scatterer. That's what Jesus said. Moving forward, you're either for him or you're against him. You say, well, I'm not against him. Well, you're not for him. Well, it doesn't appear that I'm for him. No, no, it appears. It just appears that you're not for him. Listen to me. Why are you afraid? You must look different. We as believers, born again, children of the king, walking in this world must look different. And fear can't be driving us. Peace must be driving us. And if fear is driving you, that means where's your peace? Some of you got to find out where your peace is because if you never met peace, you're not going to have peace. You can't manufacture peace. Can't go buy it at Walmart. They sold out. Jesus is peace. You know Jesus, you know peace. Got no peace, got no Jesus. Simple. Why are you afraid? Second question he said is, do you still have no faith? <laughs> These cats are, I'm, this is funny because they're in a boat getting rocked, woo, get rocked, just get snoring. You know where they're headed next? <laughs> they're about to cast a demon out of a cat. Not a cat, like a meow cat, like a dude. Like they're about, Some of y'all are like, really? Got a demon in the guy? I knew them cats had demons. Listen to me. <laughs> That's why I don't love cats. That's why we don't have cats, you know? Halloween. Uh, so listen to, <laughs> listen to me. They are about to get on their way to cast a demon out of a dude. You think a rocking boat don't mess up your chili? Listen, when they cast a demon out of a dude, boy, that, that'll separate them. They're like, can we have the boat back? <laughs> I want to sign up for the boat. No, we, we passed the boat. We're about to do the demon out of the dude now. Woo! That ain't no t-shirt day. That ain't no honk if you love Jesus kind of setup. Listen, honk if you love Jesus dudes don't even come in the house if the demon possessed. They out there shaking. 
I told somebody, the first time I saw this happen, I was at Glorietta camp, and after the thing was over, about 1 a.m., I went back to the dorm, a bunch of Baptist kids hugging Bibles on top of bunks. Woo, that messed up their chili. They ain't never loved the Bible so much in their life. Listen to me. That, they think the boat's rocking. They were headed to, they were headed to cast a demon out of it, dude. Where's your faith? Where's your faith? Flip over the Romans. Some of you know this scripture very well. Romans uh, chapter 10. Look at verse 17. Romans 10, 17. Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message and the message is heard through the word of God. Woo! People say, I just don't have faith. I have a faith problem. I just wish I had more faith. Well, I got the medicine for all of those three things you just named. It is called the word of God. The more word you got in you, the more faith you got in you. The least word you got, the less word you got, the less faith you got. You don't have a faith problem. You got a word problem. Listen to me. It's not about faith. Your faith will grow when the word grows. Because when you have the word in you, then you see how your God moves and how your God is a way maker, how God does things. So when he asks you to step on a step he hadn't made yet, you step, why? Because you know that your God will come through. You say, well, if we just had a new worship song about faith, I could sing it over and over again, and then I have more faith. No, we got enough songs about faith. We don't need another one. We need you to believe the word which increases your faith, and then you can step when your God who is faith, says step. Listen, I've told you before, faith is not stepping on a step that you can see. It is stepping before you ever see the step. Here's how your God works. He's the God of creation. So you step and the creator who makes things out of creation makes a step for your feet to land but he doesn't even start putting that step together until you are airborne. More than airborne, where you're almost coming down where you can't check back. Because when you got a step, you got a step. And here's the reason he's always gonna produce a step because it's his name on the line. It's his name. You say, well, it's, it's my name. No, it ain't. No, it's not. Well, they're gonna see no, no, they're gonna see you, but what they're really gonna see is him. See, because you're dead. It's a dead man stepping. So you step out in your faith and God comes through, but you think they saw you, but they saw him. They go, you know what? If there if that God can come through for him, then my God can come through for me. You don't have a faith problem, you got a word problem. You get in the word, your faith will grow. You don't ever get in the word, your faith ain't gonna grow. That's why people have bigger faith sometimes. They're not bigger people. They don't have a bigger God. They got more word. And you know what happens? When God is swinging you, you trust him. 
because you know his name. You know how you know his name? You know him. And that's why you don't freak out. That's why you're okay. It's not crazy Uncle Paul. Because you don't know him. It's your father. Because you know him through the word. Look at 41. Verse 41. I love this. This, this, this <laughs> I did 18 years of student ministry. This looks like a youth group right here. Look what they do. <laughs> they were terrified. And they asked each other, who is this? I mean, that seven high school girls or seven middle school girls going to the bathroom at the same time. What? What are y'all doing? They got to ask you, who is this? Who is this? Who is this? His name is Jesus. That's who he is. You, listen, you are a disciple of Jesus. Why are you still a disciple and not knowing who he is? How, how do you not know who that is? They'd say, who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. Oh my goodness. He just stepped up and said, quiet, be still. I'm gonna show you two very important principles here. For the disciples, here's a takeaway for them. Jesus had authority. See, Jesus doesn't do anything that the Father doesn't tell him to do. He says, when I speak, I speak only what the Father says speak. Mm. He has authority coming down from God. So the takeaway for the disciples was that Jesus had authority. Takeaway number two. <laughs> mm. You should have stopped it yourself. See, I don't think many ever see this. The waves are tossing. They're terrified, they're fearful, and they're scared. They are disciples, little Christ. You and I, disciples, born again, little Christ. Okay? Jesus had power and authority from the Father. We have power and authority for Jesus. Why do you wake up Jesus to do what you should have done? You see that? Jesus is trying to figure out why in the world are you waking me up when you should have done it. Why? As a born again child of the king, the resurrection power, the same resurrection power that raised Christ from the dead lives inside of me through the Holy Spirit. I have authority in my position in Christ. If the enemy comes knocking on my house, I said, mm-mm, Bubba, not in my house. No, we about to claim this turf. Get the bread, get the juice. We about to take communion. I'm about to go to war with you. You better go next door because this ain't happening in my house. Starts messing with your marriage. You step into the authority and you pray it. How many of you are in the authority that you're positioned in? Is your position, are you occupying the position of authority that you have in Christ? Are you? Because here's what I see happening. In 2 Chronicles 7, 14, we love that. We looked at it last week. We love it in times like this for our nation. It says, if my people, 
And then it says a whole bunch of sweet stuff. Who call by my name, you know, humble themselves and, you know, repent and I'll forgive their life. Stop all that. If my people will step into their authority and pray, then I'll heal the land. Here's what we're doing as a church. Oh, I hope we get the right person in the White House. If we could pass, if Congress would just pass this, it would just make such a difference in the country. If we could just get the House and the Senate, it'd just be great. If we could just get prayer back, it's, stop. That's all monies. It ain't a testimony. Listen to me. I'm looking at the church. Little church, corporate church. If my people, hmm, who are called by my name, not a bunch of wet pretzels, born again warriors. We're in a battle, my friend. But we got all authority under heaven by Jesus in Christ to step in our authority and call down heaven on earth. When is the church gonna claim its authority and step out and speak the name of Jesus? Because you wanna cure everything in this land? You, you, you want medicine for this, for this nation? Jesus. Jesus will heal everything in this land. For those who know Jesus, who are born again, who are in his authority, will step in their authority and claim Jesus over stuff. This world will change. This nation will change, man. I'm just telling you right now, Trump's not enough. Pence's not enough. All the born again leaders aren't enough without the church. Man, God has put a ball on a tee. He said, you better get a driver, grip it, rip it. We got to go. There is no time like this time for the church. And the problem with the church is it's just set back and passed out everybody's favorite latte at church. And we ain't, we ain't raised up no born again, butt kicking child of gods. We, I'm serious, man. I'm sweating like a pig. But I'm telling you right now, it is time, pigs don't sweat, but, but it is time for the church to take its position. Not the big church, the little church. When the little church moves, big church move. Why are we waiting on the White House to change America? Why don't the church do a job? Ben, we've been given the power. Listen, Acts 1-8 did not say, well, the, the, the power came on the White House. No, nope, came on the church. Then why are we waiting on the White House? Didn't come there, came to the church. It is time for us to realize the maker of the storm. God rock in America. Oh, he could step to the stern, <laughs> quiet, be still. But you know what? It's not what he's going to do this time. It's not what he wants to happen. He could do that. He said he's going to do it one day, come back, just end it all. I don't think he's coming back for this. You know what I think he's doing? Church, let's go. I'm done. Put your latte up. I'm sorry they don't have enough creamer, but today you're not getting the coffee, so go worship. Well, I would, but them people, I don't even know who they are. I never seen them before. They're over there in my section. I don't have any seats. 
We need four. There's only two. My kids, I can't sit over there and I can't sit over here. Oh, bless your kid's heart. They're 13 and 16. Teach them how to worship God without being in your lap. It is time for us to understand. We say, well, we're in a war. We're in a battle, preacher. We're in a war. We're in a battle. Y'all better, you can't go naked. You better gear up and get ready. It is time to take our place. Calvary, the cross, gave us our place. Step into your authority as a born-again child of the king. If my people who are called by whose name? My name. That just sounds like authority to me. He is saying, when are you going to step into your name? My name right here. When are you going to step in there and be that child? Church, we got to go. You got to go. What are you waiting on? Another election and then another election and another election? If the church will start being the church, we won't need elections. We'll have revival on the streets, man. We'll walk streets singing praise people in apartments up there with the windows open and start getting saved, professing Christ right there in their bedrooms because the anointing is so thick they can't stop. If my people will step into their authority. I don't think Jesus wanted them to wake him up. I don't. I think Jesus wanted to stay asleep until they got to the shore to cast out a demon. He wanted to do the demon he wants his disciples to quiet the storm. What's he waiting on? You stepping into your authority? Do you have your position in Christ? Are you walking in that position? Praying out of that position? Living out of that position? Occupying that position? Are you waiting for somebody else to do it? We're going to see Jeff and he'll fix that. Don't bring him to me. I want to stay asleep on a cushion on the stern of the boat. You do it. You do it. You do it. You got the greatest counselor. His name is the Holy Spirit. Let him do it. Nobody speak words like the Holy Spirit can. Go see the counselor of the Holy Spirit. You don't even have to pay for that. Free. It's not $200 an hour. Tell you the same thing he told you a week ago, but your short-term memory failed you and you forgot it, so you think it's brand new this week. I'm sorry, that was just offsides, wasn't it? I'm just saying... I'm just saying it's time. See, the beauty of the story is lost in all the waves and waking him up and all this other stuff. <laughs> what he wants to say is, you should have stopped it yourself. You should have stopped it yourself. America going down a slope, you should have stopped it yourself, church. When's it time? When are you going to get sick of it? When's it going to be enough? When are you going to get fed up? I'm done waiting on any house except the house of the Lord. I say the house of prayer that Jesus called us. It's time for us to take our authority, take our position, call down heaven on earth. I'm going to invite you to stay in church. I invite the worship team to come on up. If you're on the ministry team, if you'll come and take your spot, please. Whew. On this holiday weekend, celebrating our independence, 
this beautiful nation. There's no better time for America to understand what freedom in Christ really is. We are free, man. And when he has set you free, you are free indeed. It is time for all the freed children of the king to step into their position of authority. Call on the God that says, if my people call by my name, will call on me. Repent individually and we will repent as a nation and get back to being what God calls us to be. So I'm asking us today, during this invitation time, we're gonna worship. If you need to come to the altar, come. If you come for prayer, come for prayer. If you need to just decide right where you're standing, it is high time I get off my duff. Silence is agreement. Saying, you say, well, it's really not, Jeff. Oh, it is. Let me hear it. Let me tell you how they hear it. You don't speak up, they think you agree. No more, man. No more. The church, church must step into its position of authority, calling a name that's above every name over everything in America. You see revival. Starts with us. Starts with me. Starts with me. Let's pray. Father, we love you. God, you are good, so good, so good, so good, so good, so good. God, I don't know how many times we need to hear that before we start acting out of that. You are a good, good father. And you're crazy about your kids. And you have given them position of power and authority over every darkness in the name of Jesus. I pray that you will raise up the church, put it in its position, and it'll put it in its authority, and we start calling out of that. If my people, if my people, if my people call by your name, God, forgive us. And may we start stepping in your authority. Quit waiting on a house to change everything and understand it's the house of God that's gonna change it all. God, we love you. Be honored now during this time. Holy Spirit, move. Holy Spirit, move us. In Christ's name, amen, amen. You come as we worship. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the church at Bushland. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on Facebook and Instagram, by using the church at Bushland, and on Twitter by using at TCA Bushland.